0: How amazing is it that we are exactly where we're meant to be in this very moment, each and every one of us? It's a beautiful thing. This human experience we call life will start to flow a little bit easier. Stars will align daily. You will begin to notice those beautiful synchronicities. But you must remain open to receive the beauty that already exists within all things when you trust that the universe is working for us not against us you can immediately slip into ease catch a wave find your flow state and ultimately establish your own Heaven on earth. The time is now to create your own reality. The time is now to manifest your most beautiful dreams. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Beyond Coincidence. My name is Taylor. I'll be your guide throughout this journey. Beyond blessed and nothing but grateful to have this opportunity, this virtual studio, this platform to collaborate, partner and join forces with spiritual healers, new thought leaders, so we can amplify our collective message of unconditional love. Grateful to really come together, welcome you all into this safe space, really your haven, your escape from the chaos wildfire out there. Today is a very special day for us here at Beyond Coincidence, as we are joined by a mentor of ours, someone that we look up to, Adam Schomer, true spiritual healer within his own right, yoga master, and producer of the documentary Heal, and also has a new docuseries out, A Road to Dharma. So Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. Beyond grateful to have you on the show. Let me ask, how are you feeling today?
1: Oh, fantastic, man. Jumped in the ocean this morning, and uh, you know, the mother, mother cleanses nice. You get a ride on the wave and uh, jump into the workday. So I'm, I'm happy to be here with you guys and talking to your audience.
0: It's great to, again, have you on the show today as a producer to kind of provide a little bit different perspective and perhaps shine light in a little bit different area or a little bit different angle than I've ever conceived, right? So again, we're just excited to have you on today. Let me start by asking your most recent project, A Road to Dharma. Yeah, I know that. You have taken several trips out to India. I want to say, you know, seven trips out to India. And in two thousand seven, you met your guru. So, tell me a little bit about your personal journey, and really how you discovered your own spirituality,
1: if you will. Sure, it's huge question. I love it. I'll try and make it not six hours long in terms of an answer, but. So yeah, we end up at the Road to Dharma, which is, you know, motorcycle into the Himalayas with a, like a reality show on wheels that's wise and entertaining, right? Something we should have in media, like what you're doing, which is, you know, you can be entertaining and you can also walk away inspired and, and having learned something. And I think we've done that in every way possible in this show and I'm super proud of it. And I get to be 10 episodes in somebody's living room. You know, that's really, I wanted to do that, to be in someone's head for a bit longer than just a one-off documentary, right? In terms of how, God, how all this started, how my path started, so to speak. Yeah, we can go all the way back there. I was uh, in in my family room. My mom had watched Oprah and she bought Chopra's book, you know, Ageless Body, Timeless Mind. And that merged science, quantum physics, and spirituality and I, I ate it up I was a very math minded kid I ate it up and I was like yeah I dig it now I know before that somewhere in seventh grade I read Gandhi's book you know that wasn't like prescribed by the school I just for his autobiography I I, I don't know why I read and couldn't stop reading so maybe I was always destined for this this life so the seeds were being planted there and then when I was 18 in college uh, somebody had a meditation tape and said hey do you want to try this I said yeah and um and from then on i've just been very into meditation and integrated into my i played soccer in college integrated into sports and i think that's uh people can feel that in terms of like the groundedness with which i bring spirituality into the world i always think it should be applicable to us being better humans and the first way i used it was in sport and it it works you know it's like Harness the emotions, harness your energy for the goal, which is to play beautifully. It's not actually even to win, to be honest. It's to play and teach the other people really how to play and be their best on the field. You do that by scoring, scoring on them over and over until they learn. But then soon they get better and then teach you and and, you know, etc. So the fun thing with that was I meditated and grew my hair long in college and all that, and then 15 years later I had been to India a couple times and come back. And I uh, had studied with my guru and my old coach from soccer, from Cornell university was the, now the coach of the LA galaxy professional team in LA. And he goes, Hey, you want to come teach meditation to David Beckham and all these guys? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, strange, strange little twist of life. It wasn't, you know, not seeking it in the least to go teach these guys, but I, but I had the athletic background and the meditation background and I could speak their language. And, and that's, that's what's, you know, I've always wanted to do is be able to speak the language of the common person, with spirituality and say like, let, let it hit the pavement. How do I, how can I motorcycle and, and, and be facing death and life and also apply the spirituality or does it fail? You know, does it fail? And I have to instead cling on. Uh, and the truth is, no, it works. You know, there, calmness actually works and using your adventure and your challenges to grow works, uh, but you never deny the world or what's going on other, otherwise. Um, You know, you either A, go to a cave or you become this Woo Woo Lululemon person in LA walking around thinking, you know, that there's a bubble around you and there's not, you know, uh, you're affecting people. So I don't know if that sums up my whole journey, but you you know, that's like as a kid, then college made some choices to meditate. And after I played soccer, semi-professionally went into a deep meditation for a month in Thailand. And then eventually, you know, the whole film thing started in my late twenties. And eventually came to la and then went decided i needed to go to india and and met my teacher there and and really went from comedy and writing and producing and and things like that to to documentary and i've loved docs i've been in docs for 10 years since it's it's the coolest thing because it's truth is stranger than fiction right and it's really in the moment It is the it is like improv comedy in many ways because you're filming and watching what happens and you have to play with it so i feel like life just kept training me or i kept following my passion and it kept training me for who I am now, what I'm doing now, which is putting out entertaining stuff that inspires and educates people and couldn't be happier. I mean, it's not like it's easy work, but couldn't be happier with what I'm putting out there. Like the road to Dharma, I think is just a super inspiring and cool show. And I encourage people to check it out. And, And I encourage people, I encourage people to tell me I'm crazy. I've had people, you know, we did, we did little discussion groups and like one guy was like, you know, episode one and two, I was really questioning your mind, you know, like you're putting some people that aren't experienced on motorcycles and he was like, I didn't like you guys, you know, I, and then he's like, and then episode three, it all started coming together and I got it. I got why you were doing what you were doing. Cause he thought it was like needless risk. And I'm like, cool. I love that. You should feel that way. You know, then you're kind of invested and angry and then you have a transformation as an audience member too. So that's what, you know, that's what we're trying to do.
0: I absolutely love everything you just shared. Obviously passionate, locked and loaded, with really a cliff notes version of your personal spiritual journey i like to say there is no finish line right so once we can accept and surrender to the ultimate unknown and shift from living in a state of fear to experiencing life living in a state of love we can then really just simplify things right at the end of the day our motto here at Beyond Coincidence is simply three words. Acceptance is peace. Mm. Period. Yeah. Only until there is full acceptance, without exception, will there be any form of peace on earth. And it all starts with the individual. How can we essentially help our listeners, our audience, simplify their life and get back to the basics and really accept where they are now? How can we help our listeners, at the end of the day, live in the now, right? Be present, be mindful to reduce stress and prevent any future anxiety.
1: Yeah, you were, you were pointing to and asking to like, why, why can't we be at peace? Or why can't we go inside? Or what's, why, why is it complicated in between? You know, what, what the heck? You know, it should be simpler. Why do we suffer? these age old questions. And I think it's really, uh, it's a beautiful question. It's the, it's the starting point of inquiry that if people haven't got there, they should get there and, and should be wondering that for themselves. Why am I not slipping into ease and joy? And you know, the, the, the main answer is, first of all, we are in that joy. We are in ease. We are there. We do exist there. So we don't have to go create a life that has it. It's already there. it's not something we have to create on the outside or or honestly on the inside it's actually already there on the inside which you know you know i can tell by the words you're saying you know it's there on the inside it's just a question of well, why do we cover it with this these samskaras as we would in sanskrit why do we cover it with the the vrittis the the condition conditionality that's been thrust upon us and there's there's three kinds of conditionality that have been thrust upon us we have societal conditionality, we have personal conditionality, meaning our family, and then we have actually the greater human time conditionality. So societal would be like America, right? And it has its set of values that's been thrown upon you. And whether or not you know it, it's part of what is keeping you unhappy. It is, you know, those conditions. We must, at that same time, recognize to be very forgiving of ourselves, to be cool with ourselves, because it's not like we're doing it to ourselves. Society has put conditions on us, and then humanity, the time, we call it the Iron Age, 1900s, 2000s, we're in this tech age, there is a conditionality that comes with that, which is this crazy interconnectedness, this crazy fast pace, the noise even, right? And the lack of nature and and, and things like that, that make it a little tougher to possibly connect with, with nature. There's a conditionality that comes on with this humanity. There's also a great conditionality that in this time of humanity that allows us to access wisdom in a way that was more difficult some years ago so that's super super cool and then like I said the the family conditionality or your personal conditionality which you got things from your brothers your sisters you have a lot of brothers you probably got a lot of brothers and sisters you probably got a lot of it you know you were the oldest so maybe you gave a lot of it I don't know but <laughs> but uh you know I got I got plenty of it and uh I'm one of four and we, we all get that so we have to recognize that most most of the reason we aren't sitting in that place of ease is because of those three conditionalities or some scars that were pushed on us. And if you believe in past lives or just your eternal soul, then you're bringing in some of that stuff too that you need to to work through. Whether or not you believe in that or not doesn't really matter. But we have to recognize those forces do keep us from happiness. Now, can we supersede those? Uh, absolutely. Do we need to go through each? part of our subconscious and clear it all out which would take a long long time no you don't i don't feel that way i think if if you start taking steps toward unity toward realizing love towards connecting with something bigger than yourself you naturally burn away these samskaras these these conditions these vrittis you know these tendencies toward ego and what I mean by ego, I'll define real quick. I think we have time. We can go into this stuff. It's interesting. I define ego different than the way Freud was. Ego to me is a, a frequency. It's a radio station in the cloud that we all that we tune into. And that radio station is playing security, fear of loss, protectionism. And we often tune into that. And so we then take on that pattern of fear of loss. I, I need to secure my thing. Uh, wait, what about me? What about me? What about me? As if I'm this really contained thing that's so dependent. But it's a frequency. It's actually not you. The individual itself gets confused, meaning we confuse that the individual is the problem. Individuality is not an issue. A lot of people that read the spiritual teachings think individuality is the problem. It is not, right? There's the greater source called God, called Brahman, called whatever. There's the, the Atman or the individual soul that comes through. And and that's beautiful. You need that in order to realize itself. And then there's this other thing called ego, which would be a frequency that we sometimes think is ourselves and we tune into and say, oh my gosh, this is, I'm identifying self as this radio station, this set of patterns of fear and protection and security. That's not who I am. And one day we'll realize we were just tuning into a frequency. Okay. And that's that frequency that society humanity our family tuned us into in order for survival and so we, enough of that you start to identify with it and over time you start doing some other practices like we do meditation breath work discussions with friends you know reading wisdom experiencing wisdom going on pilgrim- pilgrimage you start to de-identify with that and so that's where people would go you know oh you know detachment or de- de-identification they get the wrong thought too that it's like detaching from everything no no it's detaching from the ego and those patterns, not from everything. Detaching from thinking that we are something that is so dependent on the outer or that we can hold life instead of letting it flow like I think you were talking about, right? I love that. Yeah. And so I feel like I've just summed up spirituality in five minutes better than I ever had (laughs) have in my life. And I don't No, (laughs) no, it's it's a beautiful
0: thing. It's a beautiful thing. You know, we do our best here beyond coincidence to bring out the best in our guest. We welcome anyone onto the show who truly puts ego aside and wants to serve the community and give back and help others at the end of the day. So we've had some amazing spiritual healers, new thought leaders, motivational coaches and speakers, but again, just beyond blessed to have you on today as really one of our favorite producers. We love the documentary Heal, obviously your new docu-series, 10-part series, A Road to Dharma. But that being said, I love your perspective and the light that you're shining on the concepts that we discuss here beyond coincidence. It's really about the individual spiritual game. It's not about religion, it's not about beliefs. I like to say, labels in general limit growth. Labels limit growth. Once we can identify the ego, I like to say, take off that ego mask. Mm-hmm. We can better then tap into our purpose, tap into our passion, create rather than consume, give back rather than take. I love one of the comments you mentioned. Yeah, you know, it's important to when you first start on your journey or when you first want to improve your quality of life, if nothing else. Yeah. It's important to, you know, maybe look back one time, identify what happened yesterday to get you to where you are today. Yeah. That's, I guess that's important to do one time, but so many motivational speakers and spiritual leaders nowadays obsess and really promote trauma, trauma, trauma. Let's talk about trauma. Let's talk about digging up trauma and let's rehash it. You need to at least journal that once a day, every day for the rest of your life. Why? Here Beyond Coincidence, it's a one and done. Glance it yesterday, but drop it like it's hot because it's gone. And if we, even with pure intention, positive motive, if we continue to rehash our past trauma to try to get to some different answer, Again, yes, it's important to notice it, but I feel that so many people drown in past trauma due to the rhetoric of, you know, peeling back the layers, uncovering the trauma. If you continue to rehash it every day, long story short, if you continue to rehash trauma every day, you are simply going to perpetuate those negative cycles and patterns in your life without even realizing it. You could wake up every morning and get honest with the man or woman in the mirror, right? And truly want to improve your quality of life and say, I'm gonna be happy today. But we get stuck in the quicksand, barely treading water, right? Gasping for air. At times we feel like the walls are caving in and the world is coming to an end. We have to quit living in the past and rehashing trauma, even if it's based in pure intentions and positive motive, because again, That which we give energy to will certainly manifest, multiply, amplify, and spread. And the comment that you made that really resonated with me is when you shift from fear to love, when you shift from negative patterns to positive mindset, the light will take care of the rest. The darkness will slowly but surely dissipate and fade away.
1: Burn burn away, it, yeah. yeah the natural burning kind of happens you know not to say that like we don't go do our work and work on some of our stuff yeah I, i'm full full on exactly uh because it can become a full-time job or feel that way of like bringing up trauma and going through it you know? right
0: right to rehash yeah. you and i adam are not saying to our listeners to our audience throw away all your responsibilities right. in the name of kumbaya right we're right. not saying go live in the forest for the rest of your life i mean <laughs> We're trying to positive. get like, yeah, oh, a little happy, bit realistic. We're not yeah. like, oh, I'm
1: happy, I'm happy when you're not. Yes. You have to look internally and say, what's going on? What do I feel? Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. I, I hear you completely. You're not saying that, nor am I. And I, and I love what you were talking about because it, it, the, the constant victim mentality or the constant bring up trauma because it does relate to film in terms of archetypes. And that's what I've been seeing a lot is like we get stuck in living in an archetype. So someone might be in the archetype of victim. So that actually feels comfortable to keep going through trauma. It it gives purpose in the archetype of victim or the archetype of hero that wants to save victim over and over. And you might get stuck in that. I was stuck in hero for a while. I mean, shit, hero's journey is film. You know, film seems to be all hero's journey. I'm kind of sick of it. To be honest uh, i don't want to make films that are hero's journey anymore you know i think we've seen the art we've seen that play out enough times and like they've tried to do every superhero film possible right and hero's journey just in general i think is a little outdated now
0: i respect that it's like the same story told over and over again and you mentioned collective consciousness it's real it's real yeah it's
1: real And, and like like we can do better than the hero's journey like hero is one archetype you know and they're I don't need to be a hero anymore, i.e. save the victim. I don't need to be a prince anymore, i.e. prove myself so that I can become king, mm-hmm. right? Princess doesn't need to, what, uh, be saved by prince or, you know. But we get stuck in these. And like in real day relationships, one might say, like, well, if that person's not hurt a little or a little bit of a victim, then what is it that I'm going to solve for them or provide for them that they mm-hmm. need? If they're not needy, What do I give them that helps them? In essence, where do I have power over them, you know, if they're not needy? You'll keep attracting a needy woman if you continually need to have this feeling of that's where I get my power, is by solving something for them, from them. Like, they're needy so I can come in and save the day. Well, when are you going to attract somebody that's your equal if if you need to have that fake power? It is fake power. And you'll never attract an equal, an archetype of queen, king, if you will, or just a partner, if you need that false power, if you're willing to step up and, and, and be equals with somebody, you'll be challenged by each other. You know, you won't feel that security that the ego pattern frequency wants for knowing this is how I have my power over someone. And I know, you know, when you wrap it up in the hero mentality or savior, it doesn't look like this. I have power over, but it is it is, right? And that's where I mean, like, we can get away from some of these kind of archetypes. They're, they're masked in, like, okay, cool. They're good qualities, meaning the hero showed courage and he sure. showed kindness. Like, sure. so there's good, good qualities, but they, some of these underlying archetypes don't serve society that well anymore. And They're so embedded in our brain, again, the societal conditioning that, that we don't even know we're kind of acting them out. I'm, I'm sick of it personally. I'm sick of, you know, hero, you know, oh, yeah. I'm sick of hero. I'm sick of victim. But it let's takes- be honest. It takes
0: a certain level of darkness to seek out the light. It takes a certain level of experiencing life all out of whack imbalance to seek balance, right? What I mean is to find any type of equality, or healthy balance the pendulum has to swing so far in a certain direction like you I have taken on the savior complex right and there's been a period in my life and it comes and goes life is when we're fluid than we're led to believe there are times where those who need healing spiritual healing physical healing are attracted to me
1: right yeah, so yeah.
0: you know we I don't really like labels like I said but A lot of people say, you know, be mindful of energy vampires and giving and receiving the transfer of energy beyond the materialistic world. But you make a great point on the outdated labels and archetypes that we, at least on a subconscious level, are so obsessed or conditioned with fulfilling, identifying, not only of ourselves, but pointing fingers and formulating irrelevant opinions yeah. based on joy-killing comparisons of others. So I love everything you're saying. Again, it's shifting and it's, from- and it's, and, it's,
1: and, you, mm-hmm. and it's you and I talking, right? Like, I don't know your, where every person in your audience is at, right? But I know I'm talking to you and I know you hear where I'm coming from because it doesn't mean we don't help people. It's just, we recognize where we might keep ourselves back from, from stepping into something greater. A, to me it's not another archetype but like a king but you're there to serve the people right you're there to lead and serve you're not there to become something you're already it and like okay now that i'm here what how what can i do
0: yes so,
1: so you know you know anything you can take and you can whack it out right but it definitely speaks to what you were talking about with the the, the constant victim or the constant trauma right sure and and then the way that film can can almost support support us staying in those archetypes that's that that's really like why i do what i do i start to see on a deep level is that i want to change the messaging on a deep deep level that comes through media not just on like some positivity here and there but like deeply change the way we tell stories and the archetypes that we present into the psyches of our children and each other because we used to use story for for that we used to use story to wisen up and to remember our god godlike nature. We used to use story f- for that, not to just entertain you for a while and condition you so you would buy our stuff. Bingo. Which is a lot of what it's become. So
0: Oh, it's bad. It's bad now. It's it's you know, we're to the point where it's not only, you know, sheep following some yeah. leaders, right? It's sheep following sheep. And you're exactly right. And today's IG, Instant Gratification Society, where we are all literally physically forced to go inside. Every used car salesman is coming out of the woodwork, going online, trying to sell their ego. And at least for you and I, it's pretty easy to decipher truth, identify pure intention. Again, you and I cross paths not by chance. So I like to say we are beyond blessed and really nothing but grateful. It's a beautiful thing when we collectively can lead with love fueled by passion maintaining pure intention we can do no wrong yeah and we, i like it as individuals do have infinite potential and you're right let's be a little bit easier on ourselves right due to this infused indoctrinated conditioning good bad or indifferent that we've experienced throughout our lifetimes we in our mind identify with someone else's opinion with someone else's label and then we strive for some irrational fictional sense of perfection right everyone wants to keep up with the kardashians right so uh, it's just monkey see monkey do this day and age and it's like we're all conforming to one big amoeba If we can truly step back and appreciate and celebrate our differences and really embrace our own unique individual creativity and purpose on this earth, if we can observe the observer from a distance, no opinion, remove judgment of ourselves and others, and simply accept all as interesting nothing more nothing less we can then immediately flip the switch reduce stress and prevent future anxiety so if we can help one person a day that's a job well done that's really the purpose of beyond coincidence guess what adam if that one person is me if that one person is you today just from our conversations so be it. Yeah. But you know what I mean? At the end of the day, where's ego taking us? We love to, <laughs> you know, formulate opinions and judge others. And again, we've got to be easier on ourselves. This is what I was trying to say. You know, you Forgive ourselves. Yeah. Like, there are going to be good days and bad days. I like to say two steps forward, one step back. But as long as you are conscious, aware in the present moment, stepping into the now, we we collectively- can take baby steps onward but more importantly upward to improving our own personal quality of life vibrating at a higher frequency and really exuding that positive energy the ripple effect butterfly effect positively impacting our family our loved ones our neighbors and everyone around us so it sounds cliche it all starts with you it all starts with the individual but it's so true it's so true There is no such thing as perfection. So if we can put that aside, there are 8 billion different versions of reality, 8 billion different definitions of perfection. So if we can just, again, be a little bit easier on ourselves, as you would mentioned, love ourselves, focus on the positive, that positivity will shine light and conquer any darkness that may be consuming your life today.
1: True story. It's the truth, man. A little bit of light lights up a whole dark room, right? But a little bit of darkness surely does not dim a whole light room. So, you know, a little bit of love. Wise words. We're helping people out there, I'm sure. Hopefully people watch a, you know,
0: watch
1: Heal documentary. Yes,
0: yes. uh, So, you know, you discussed your journey. And again, I appreciate you really pulling the curtain back, uh right? Giving us a you know, behind-the-scenes sneak peek, really insider's perspective of your own personal journey, your path to enlightenment, your own spiritual game, right? Have you always been so in tune with the intangible energetics of life? Or was there one aha moment where the lights came on, you're Mind activated, chakras aligned. Really, <laughs> let me ask you, when were you blinded by the light?
1: <laughs> uh, when wasn't I blinded by the light? It's just when I opened my eyes. I've always been blinded by the light, but when, when have my eyes opened is what comes to me. When were my eyes absolutely opened? I'll say this because you mentioned the past and our view of the past, right? And, and how much importance we give it. and. The interesting thing about the past from, from my perspective is that it does change. It changes as we change, right? You said you know, it's not really the truth because it's always different opinions and different views of it, if, I, if I'm paraphrasing correctly. But when we change, you know, the way we even see our own childhood changes. So as I've become more aware, I've become more tuned in, it's actually, it's hard to say I never was tuned in because I already – you know, the the time is this relative thing. So I look back and I knew I already was. It might not have been totally apparent to that being at that time, but it's already occurred. So there isn't any one moment where I just saw the light and I look back and see how it was continually unfolding in terms of a linear timeline. But I look back now and that kid was actually just as in tune as I am now you know he might have got covered a little from age four or five onward you know but what a beautiful little little dude with an open heart you know my parents used to say I would cry so hard like at age even like six and seven that I would cry so hard that I would pass out you know like there was a sensitivity to me that was just like I was sensitive kid you know my my brothers and sisters pick on me and play this game called aggravation and I would cry so hard that I would pass out and they would you know everyone would just laugh like "Uh oh here he goes you can't stop him he's gonna pass out soon and oh he's gone he's gone but I think there's this really beautiful heart there that was waiting to show itself again you know society makes you protect it a little bit and survive but you know for the listener on a tangible level whether there were moments where my eyes were opened for sure gosh, big moment, you know, these pilgrimages tend to be a very eye-opening thing. And that's something I would inspire people to do is have pilgrimage. Now we've been forced into a pilgrimage with COVID. We've been forced into, if you, if you choose to see it that way, some people just think of it as we've been forced into pain and anguish and, and such. But if you look at it as a pilgrimage, then you, you shift why you're there. And on a pilgrimage, you're there to grow and evolve And so, something that looks like, oh my gosh, I have no escape route actually becomes a great thing because you have no escape route. You either deal with your shit and grow or you die. You have no choice. There's an avalanche behind you. You must go forward. That's that. And there's a freedom that comes with that. And people don't realize there's a beautiful freedom with being put in hard circumstances and no longer having every choice like we do in America. Every choice, we can do anything we want anytime. And so, COVID's put us in a very, big pilgrimage and if you want to look at it like I have a chance to evolve then you can use it and, and I think that's a huge huge key because these pilgrimages they pop your bubble they force you into a place you wouldn't normally be they do bring up your traumas and stuff like you don't have to go looking they're gonna you know the stuff that needs to this is actually really important I think is that the, the stuff that needs to get pulled up will get pulled up the trauma or the violence or the darkness will within at its right time and I, I sat in front of an oracle once on my first movie, The Highest Pass. This was when I rode motorcycles over the Himalayas. This is the precursor to The Road to Dharma, right? And I was in front of an oracle. And I remember thinking, you know, people are like, okay, what are you going to ask the oracle? This is like the stress before going there. Or- What's going to be your question? You know, one guy was going to ask about like, am I going to meet the love of my life? And and the oracle's like, I won't answer that. You know, that's just the question in your mind. I don't answer that shit. It was great, right? But I had gone in thinking, you know what, whatever will serve my growth the best, just let me be given that lesson. Not like solve some problem I have, give me some answer. Whatever I need to hear now that's going to serve my evolution best, let it be. And I think that's a a great attitude with which to go forth because like you're going to get the lessons you need at the right time. You're not going to stress about life as you talked about. You're going to go more with the flow. You're going to be in it. You're going to realize, like, I'll learn the the things I need to realize on the way. Even the spiritual path, people can stress out that they're not far enough along. And you got to drop that. Like, so you didn't have your kundalini awakening yet. It's all right. You know, it's okay. That person that had it still treats somebody else like a dick. Like, it doesn't mean everything. Don't worry. You know, and people have different, like, times where they bloom. Like, we see this all around us. Like, I became a better soccer player at, you know, 20 really you know really good at age 20 19 20 some people peaked at 13 you know and that guy at, at 18 couldn't play you know just couldn't hang anymore so everyone has their moments where they come and go so i wouldn't worry too much about that And we do have to surrender a little bit to when we're going to learn but pilgrimage definitely will bring up your stuff for learning quickly and i think that's like when it comes to opening the light or opening your eyes to the light that's already on you getting out of your bubble and doing something that will totally challenge you will ultimately reveal how great you are. And that's what I love, you know? We are great, the light is already shining. It's just a question of like, how do I reveal how great I actually am? And, and pilgrimages, I'm not saying it just because I film them and I think they're amazing. It's for you as a person, it doesn't, you don't have to go to India, you don't have to ride a motorcycle, could be just asking the girl out on a date. It could be, you know, just loving yourself for a week Or a day, even when your bank account's not strong, you know, that's a little bit of a pilgrimage for a lot of people right now. It's like, my bank account is not strong. I don't know where my next job is. This is a pilgrimage and you don't have a way out. Can you still love yourself during this time? Can you be happy even though you don't know what's coming?
0: Beautifully stated. I could not have said it better myself. There's something beautiful about the transformative nature of truly getting out side of your comfort zones. And honestly, we need to figure out a better phrase for the concept of comfort zones, because in all actuality, within our shared space reality, comfort zones limit our upside, limit our potential, limit our infinite possibilities, and often are counterproductive to our personal goals and can dampen just day-to-day experiences. So many of us go around searching for external sources of happiness, of love. When will I find the love of my life, right? And we search so much externally. It's not about external exploration. Go Elon Go NASA. That's all well and good. It's about internal reflection. And if we can at least be mindful, be present, rather than living in a knee-jerk reactive state of being, allowing our subconscious mind or lack thereof to navigate the ship, if we can shift from subconscious mindless living to conscious awareness presence we can better improve the quality of our lives on a day-to-day moment-to-moment basis and truly step into the best version of you again it's not about comparisons there is no such thing as perfection we are all different I loved what you said Adam we all heal grow develop experience, personal enlightenment. That's a loaded word. I don't like to use those types of labels, but yeah, we all experience our own personal spiritual journey at different rates, different times and space. Yes. Adam, you said it so beautifully. If we can be present, love ourselves a little bit more, be a little bit easier on ourselves realize that we have all we need, we love to complicate the in-between, right? If we can realize we have all we need in this very moment, the fact that each and every breath is a blessing and a miracle within itself, we can then realize we're already at the top of the mountain. We're already at the peak, the summit of Mount Everest. If we can really step into that mindset I like to say, let's appreciate past accomplishments and lessons learned. Never get caught up looking at the scoreboard. More importantly, visualize success every day in the now. You can then step further and give thanks for what is already yours. It's a form of manifestation through visualization. If we are all truly made in his image and it's not about your beliefs, their beliefs, Our Western culture, their Eastern medicine. It's not about any religion. It's about the individual spiritual game. Happiness in itself is an individual sport that requires daily practice. So if if we can truly tap in, simplify life, love ourselves a little bit more, we can realize that we are perfect just the way we are. You are perfect just the way you are. You're already there. And if you can have that mindset and accept that there is no finish line, life will flow a little bit easier, right? On the surface level, it's great to trust the process and convince yourself that life's a journey. That's all well and good, right? But I like to say, flip the switch today. Listen, a process and some journey is a procrastinator's best friend. So, while yes, a lot of the best practices and concepts of life, Adam, that you and I are, are discussing, I'll admit, easier said than done, it takes daily practice. But anyone can achieve their own version of personal enlightenment, ultimately to create their own heaven on earth. Give us some baby steps, some actionable best practices for our audience for our listeners to apply or implement into their everyday life give us just a quick rundown of your daily routine
1: yeah you know i i start with a foundational meditation the kriya meditation that i also teach and initiate people into at times you know so a kriya meditation in the morning and then that's about a half hour practice you know at its base i might go longer i might do an hour or might or it might be short might be 30 minutes Lately, I've been going to the beach with my friend, Henrik. We'll do a type of yoga I call Satwa, satwa Yoga. I've been trained in, which integrates a lot of pranayama, a lot of uh, breath work and kriyas and movement. And then we jump in the ocean for 20 minutes and swim and body surf a wave or two. Then get back home by 10, have a coffee on the way. You know, Me and my buddy, Henrik, <laughs> he's the only one that wants to get up early with me and get out there. So, so it's fun. So we do that. And then, uh, then I'm working during the day, you know, doing things like this, working on projects, maintaining with Heal. There's another film, chase in the Present. And then in the evenings, it could be meditation. Monday, every week for the last 11 years, I've had a meditation at my house. And that's been really important to become community. A lot of people have become friends with each other because of it. And in LA, that's really helpful to have community. It feels kind of segregated and separated here, um, even if you're on the other side of town. So that's been really beautiful. The weekly Monday meditation for 11 years, every Monday at eight o'clock. And, and then I'm currently on Heels Instagram doing a meditation there every, every Wednesday evening at six. So there's those two things. And then my own personal practices, sometimes in the evening, it's mantra, sometimes hiking. (laughs) I love to go hike. Outdoors is key for me. So space meditation practice in the morning. Of course, we're aware all day, you know. And then, you know, my teacher, Anand, he, he's got plenty of teachings up through his platform, Sathwa Connect, so I can listen to teachings from him, or he has live streams. I love the live streams, to be honest, much more than the recorded, because there's something palpable when you're, you know, you feel it, when you, when you kind of know some, everybody's present together across the world, kind of listening at once, 100 of you or 200 of you. So that's what I do. That's the main, main things. I think the pranayamas right now are in mantra. I do a lot of mantra if I'm hiking, just for me, mantra is a really powerful thing right now. In our Monday meditations in the evening, we end with mantra out loud, all of us. And to me, that's something that really just sends the energy like to another level right now. For me, it wasn't like that three years ago, but these last few years, mantra has really just ignited the energy within me. So that, I love that. That's what's going on with me, man. And then of course, pilgrimage, continue to do pilgrimage, get to India. Last time I was there was all of November last year. So it's almost been a year now that we've been COVID stuck here. Got to get to India. Got to take pilgrimages. I want to go riding again and do season two of Rudha Dharma. I'd really love to do season two.
0: Love, love, love that. There's something beautiful about reconnecting with nature and really understanding that we are all interconnected, we are all one. You mentioned that sense of community and live streaming. There's something beautiful about that energy exchange. And really, at the end of the day, life doesn't have to be so difficult. Your everyday waking life does not have to be a struggle. Again, life is better played as a game versus stressed as a test. So collectively, if we can come together, simplify life, get back to the basics and just establish a consistent routine of health and wellness, holistic approach that works for you. Everyone's different. You can better improve your quality of life. But here, beyond coincidence, we are all-inclusive, exclusively for everyone. We are here fully accepting wherever you may be. But to really highlight your motto, unity through wisdom and entertainment, our oneness, our interconnectedness, our collective consciousness, the fact that we are here because of love and love is the answer to all questions, the solution to any problem. And love is truly the light that conquers darkness. Sounds simple, but if we can really take these actionable best practices, at least baby steps each and every day on a consistent basis, yeah we can collectively create our heaven on earth. So... Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. We really want to help you as much as we can amplify your message, our collective message of global healing through love, gratitude, and acceptance. So thank you so much for shining your light today, for pulling the curtain back, getting vulnerable with us, sharing some fun stories as well. Beyond grateful for you and really an open door policy for you here beyond coincidence.
1: Wonderful. Thanks. I love sharing, love talking about this, these crazy shows that we make, <laughs> you know, And how life has brought us all together like this is kind of, kind of fantastic. I totally agree with you. I mean, how can someone not agree with love leading to to true understanding and love leading, leading to peace? So thanks for, for having that mission and including me in it.
0: Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Grateful for you. All right.